What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tunji's Podcast. I am your host, Tunji Taylor Lewis, and I am coming to you guys all today uh, as a very, very frustrated, uh, disgruntled, and just fed up artist. I am having one of those days. I'm sure if you're an artistic person out there, if you're an actor, singer, painter, whatever you do, if you, everybody who knows that their purpose is to put their art out there for the world, I'm sure all of you have had these moments of frustration. Um, you know, it has to do with my job, just working at my job, feeling trapped, feeling frustrated, not feeling, you know, respected, not feeling uh, valued at the at the job that I'm at and you know I, I realized that I could be making a big mistake by recording this I don't even know if I'm gonna post it but like I just need to get these feelings out because man it is so frustrating to know what your purpose is in life and to put forth all your effort towards achieving it, to do everything that you can think of, to try everything that you can try over a course of a number of years, but at the same time feel trapped by the fact that unless I have a job that I'm not feeling fulfilled at, if, I, if I'm at a job where I'm constantly frustrated, and constantly coming back home feeling annoyed and tired and exhausted. Unless I have that, then I'm not able to pay my bills. I'm not able to pay my rent. I'm not ever able to take out my significant other out for dates. I'm not able to properly hang out with my friends. I'm not able to, you know, enjoy the good things in life. I'm not able to have those things if I don't apply and work at jobs that I cannot, that I absolutely cannot stand to be at. That's such a frustrating thing in life as an artist because I'm sure all you guys who follow me and especially those of you who've been following me on whether it's Instagram or on social media, I'm not the type of artist to just sit down and just theorize and wait for things to come to me. I work really hard. I post two Instagram videos every day I've just started a new podcast on top of that. I've, I've sent out countless emails to theaters and marketing companies and everything I could think of to try to get opportunities for myself as an actor. I don't just wait for my agent to call me with audition opportunities. I actively try to put myself out there so that I can make money in a space where I am gifted, which is my ability to act, okay? Now, I also have the ability for marketing, and I also have the ability for social media. But the reason why I got into social media is in the first place is not because necessarily 
I, I like social media marketing. I love watching videos on social media. I love watching videos on TV, on Netflix, on social media, anywhere where I'm consuming a bunch of videos and consuming a bunch of content. I really, really like those platforms. But the reason why I got into marketing was not because it's, a, it's, it's, it's my passion. It's because acting is my passion. It's because comedy is my passion. And the best way to get your acting and your comedy out there and the best way for people to get to notice your work and your talent is through social media, which is why I became obsessed with marketing. I can remember back in my days in college, I used to be part of this improv group called 1107. Shout out to all my uh, people out there who I used to um, do that uh, improv show with. And I can remember being so passionate about trying to get everybody on campus to come and watch our shows every second Friday that you know, I noticed that our group didn't have a Facebook page, we didn't have a YouTube page, we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have all that stuff. And so because I was so passionate about it, I voluntarily, I volunt let me try to say this word, I voluntarily put forth my time and my effort on top of the studying and on, on top of the athletics that I was doing at this time to start a Facebook page, to start a YouTube. I would organize, you know, the... Um, the uh the the other cast members of the improv uh group so that we can do um so that we could do little skits to advertise the shows that were coming up this is why i got into social media marketing not because social media marketing in and of itself is something that i necessarily enjoy but because i'm so passionate about the work and the art that i do and i know that social media is the best way to reach people that i became obsessed with that as a byproduct of being obsessed with wanting people to see my work as an artist and i know that it's stuff that people enjoy because now i have this amazing platform on my social media you know on TikTok, i'm almost at fifty thousand followers on instagram i have 15k um you know facebook youtube and uh and um and uh, Twitter we're still working on, but we're still growing those things, you know what I mean? So my network is a lot bigger than it was um, in January of 2018 when I started this whole crazy trip. And I, and, and I have confidence in myself. Like when I used to be super obsessed with improv when I was, you know, part of the Rookie League at Vancouver Theatre Sports, which is like the premier uh, improv theatre here in Vancouver. I knew I was good because of the response I was getting from the audience and the response I was getting um, from my fellow cast members. So I'm not, I'm not messed up about my talent or how people see me or how funny people think I am or how talented people think I am as a as a as an actor I'm and but knowing how good I am knowing how good I could be knowing how passionate I am knowing how hard I work makes it all the more frustrating that I don't have an opportunity in the space where I am most gifted and most talented in like, this has been my gift since I was five. I used to be a really shy kid around people, meeting people for the first time. Sorry, meeting people that I didn't know would be tough for me as a kid. I was really quiet. I'd be really quiet at home, only talking to people that I knew or only talking to people that I was comfortable with. But for whatever reason, when I came to school plays and we were playing the Good Samaritan and I had to be one of the priests who passed by on the other side and didn't help the guy who was, you know, beaten up on the street. 
For whatever reason, I lit up when I hit that stage, man. And I was a shy kid at five, but you put me on that stage, I was all goofy and stuff in a role where I wasn't supposed to be goofy. I was just supposed to go on there. I was just supposed to go on stage, look at the guy who was beaten up on the side and then walk off. But I ran on the stage, did my head like this, like walked off in a funny walk and like, it brought me so much, I'll never forget that moment because it brought me so much joy that people actually laughed at it. I've loved this stage forever. I've loved acting forever. I can remember times in middle school where people would be like, who do we want to, to play this part in the little skit? And I'd be sitting there hoping everyone would pick me and literally everybody in the classroom would look towards me and pick me. Grant, mind you, I was not a popular kid in school. It wasn't like I was the first choice for a lot of things, but when it came to acting, when it came to, um, you know, you know, being funny on the stage, I was people's first choice. You know, you know, I can remember in high school. You know what I mean? Like in like, you know, there was a moonwalking competition, a Michael Jackson impersonator, you know, competition. You know, for Spirit Week, I won awards because of how good I could moonwalk. You know what I'm saying, y'all? Like. This performing thing is something that's been inside of me forever. This is what I do. And I'm not just the type of person to just ride on a gift that I have. I put forth work towards this thing. In college at Trinity Western University, we won. I won the competition for this, you know, the, the huge talent show that they have every year. 400 people. I had all of them rolling because of me and this, because of this skit that me and my boy, um, uh, Nathan Stein were doing. I was acting like this Spanish balladeer singing to a to an audience member. I I'll never forget that feeling. That was the moment where I realized that acting and being funny on stage and making people laugh was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And after that moment and seeing the impact I had on the on the little campus that I was on, I created a whole show. I created a whole um, comedy sketch show. I pulled together, I was the producer and the lead actor in this thing, yo. I pulled together a director, a stage manager, the cast. I wrote like eight comedy sketches. I wrote them, I acted lead in most of them. I came up with characters. And I got like a fair amount of people out. Like that next year, I think I got about like 80 to 100 people to come out to this show. And, and, and it, it again showed my talent for not just creating art, but also like marketing it so that people would want to come see it. But again, the marketing was not because I liked marketing. The marketing was because I was so passionate about being on stage and performing that... I wanted so badly to pe for people to come see it, and so I would put effort in that category as well. That's when I had my first experience of like asking, you know, the student associate association for money to like fund the thing. Like, I was like in such a zone back then, and I was doing barely, you know. Sorry about this, mom and dad, but like I was not doing a whole lot of studying. I was not doing as much studying as I could have been. Yo, as a matter of fact. Even before this sketch show was being put on, I took part in this other theater project so that, so basically here was the thing. So like my, my sketch show was happening at a certain time and this theater show was happening um, like a month before, let's say. I auditioned for that show a month before so that people would see my talent on stage so that that would advertise my abilities for the show that I was putting on independently.
And I have not stopped hustling ever since. This theater, Vancouver theater, this, this theater that I was at for like um, five years working, I did all of their classes. I spent a bunch of money. I don't know where I got this money from, but like each class cost like $130. You had to take four classes before you could qualify to audition for the rookie league. For how, I don't, I don't even remember, like I don't know, remember like where I was working or how I got this money or how much debt I went in with my credit card. I don't know how I pulled this money together, but I pulled this money together somehow. I do all four classes. I audition for the rookie league. I get in right away on my first try. And when I got in on my first try, when you're in the Rookie League, you know, you get free tickets. So you can watch any show that you want. So so the way the system works is like you're part of the Rookie League and then there's the main stages. And the main stages are the professionals, right? The main stages are the, the professionals who have been doing improv for like 10, 12, 15, sometimes 20 years. Or they were just really, really talented. And you can learn a lot from them. And Vancouver Theatre Sports does about you know, let's say, let me say two, four, six, seven, six, seven, like 10, like 11 shows a week. I would be at this theater for all 11 shows to study improv because I wanted to be just as good as those main stages. I was, I, and. As in the rookie league, all you're required to do is go there once a week. Sorry, not even once a week. Once, like, twice a month. Once every other week. Because that's how often we were getting the opportunity to be on stage. Was once every other week for half a show. But I was in that theater damn near every day after work, wherever I was working at the time. To study. I was in the I was in the uh, the balcony room, so that I could observe what was going on, on the stage and observe what was going on um, in the audience as well. So I could study and analyze the whole thing, and I was just completely obsessed. And I did this for two and a half years. And this wasn't something that I was doing to show off on the gram. I barely posted about it on the gram. It was just my life. It was my life, it was my life's mission to become very, very good at improv comedy because I knew that it was going to lead to me having the talent to be in movies and to go on tour. I knew that this was going to be like the base skill for everything that I was going to do in the future. And, you know, that thing that, that I was going to do in the future turned out to be um, what I'm doing right now on social media, which again, I did not start doing because I wanted to be Instagram famous. I started... My very, I started doing Instagram videos was because I wanted people to come out to my improv shows and I wanted to make myself more marketable for the company. So I was part of this Vancouver Theatre Sports company. I wanted them to see the value of bringing me up to the main stage. And I knew that if I had the influence to bring people to the theater and to make the theater money, then they would see me as more valuable and then they might be more likely to put me up to the main stage. This was my thinking, right? Turned out to not be the case and it didn't work out, but that's neither here or there. But again, to my main point, this social media shit, as much as I love it, as much as I enjoy it, at the end of the day, I'm doing this all so that I can pull people towards the work that I'm doing. 
And that's why I started in the beginning. I did it so that people would come out to my shows. People would come out to my events. People would want to go see the TV shows that I'm going to be in one day. You know? And, and so that I would make my, myself marketable so that people would approach me with opportunities in the acting world and in the comedy world that can make that can make me money so that I can pay for this space that I'm in so that I can pay all my bills and save up for like other stuff that I want to do I've put forth my whole self into trying to make this thing happen and it seems like no matter how hard I try I end up having to take a job or take jobs where eventually I feel completely unfulfilled, completely frustrated, just complete, just, and, and, and a lot of times, man, with these jobs, people just don't, people just like don't respect you. Like I've been in like situations where, you know, like the management changed and didn't nobody tell me about it. I've been in situations where I've been replaced at my job and didn't anybody tell me until like I walked in. I've been in situations where like, well, like, you know, like bosses like don't really contact you about stuff and, and don't really communicate with you and are absent for a while, but then like want to uh, um, like check in with you when you take any time off, even though you've put an effort to like uh, make up the hours um, I've been in like a whole bunch of like situations with these jobs and I'll be the first to admit the reason why these these jobs and like these inconveniences at these jobs are so unbelievably frustrating and the reason why it's making me snap the way that it is now is because I don't even want to be doing this shit I don't even want to be in this office. I don't even want to be in this workspace. I don't want to be in this, I don't want to be in this Walmart. I used to work at Walmart at one point. That was just absolutely depressing. I don't want to be here. And so the fact that I'm here and I'm humbling myself and I'm trying to put forth the best effort that I can and the fact that you're making this job more difficult than it needs to be because of disrespect or because of non-currency or because of just like, you know, just nonsense. It just makes it all the more infuriating and frustrating. I don't, and I know that that's not their problem, but that's why it affects me in the way that it does is because I don't want to be, who, what, what in the hell construction is going on? <laughs> Man, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but like, Somebody's like blazing something out there, but like, oh, and you know what? Like, like, there's another side of it too, like on the spiritual side, because like, I'm a Christian. I pray to God every day about my dreams. I pray to God every day about my dreams to like make them happen. And it's really, and, and like sometimes I'm just going to be real with you. You end up getting frustrated with God because you're just like, Lord, why? I've prayed so hard and I've worked so hard behind this purpose that I know you've called me to do. And yet the moment I pray for you know a job that will be able to support me and keep me, and like will be flexible enough for me to go out for auditions you give me that 
But then when I've prayed for this dream over and over and over and over and over again, and I've planted seeds and I've put in work, and I've been diligent that that thing can't happen, that I have to wait for that or have faith in that or be spinning my wheels in that or like not feel like I'm getting any closer to that. The thing that I actually want, the thing that I know you've called me to do, the thing that I know that you've gifted me in, it, it doesn't seem to be coming any closer. All this Instagram shit, I'm putting all this shit out for free and I love doing it. Don't get me wrong. But I'd like to be paid for what I do as well. Not Maybe not through Instagram, but like I'm hoping that this social media stuff will like allow me to like leverage opportunities so I can make money with those opportunities. And those things aren't happening. And sometimes there's a little ray of hope. Like I booked two gigs in a row at one point and I thought, okay, thank you God, it's finally happening. And it didn't happen. Like I want this to be my career. I want this to be my life. And I've put so much effort towards making this happen. I go to work, I get off at four, I grab a coffee to sort of calm myself after the frustration that I've been feeling the whole time that I'm there. I work on my videos, which takes, you know, probably about two hours of my day. I go spend time with my girl, I go home, I go to sleep, repeat. And it's so frustrating to me that six hours of my day, every day is spent in a space that I don't want to be in. That's so unbelievably frustrating for me. It's just so unbelievably frustrating. And I spent a lot of time, you know, going back and forth with my parents because like, you know, my parents like at the time, cause I really tried to do like the full-time artist thing. And my parents were concerned obviously as they showed me and my parents are the most amazing parents in the world. And they were telling me like, look, like we want you to pursue your dreams, but we also want you to be um, paying your bills and, and, and surviving out here and being able to get food, being able to like have money to like take transportation to where you need to go. And right now that's not happening for you. And I was resisting that advice because I just really, really felt like in my heart that what I was doing was the right thing by going on and being a full-time artist. But the other reason why I didn't want to go into getting a job is because I knew that eventually I would get to this point where I was so unbelievably frustrated just by the nature of being there. And then also, usually when I grab, when I, when I get a job, some boss or some supervisor does something that absolutely sends me over, over the edge. And I know that, you know, I'm going to try to like post specific things about my job. I'm going to try not to post specific things about my job like on social media um, because I don't know if that'll get me in trouble with jobs. Like, I don't even give a shit right now in this moment. Like, obviously I need money and obviously like, you know, you know, uh, I don't know if this is going to like mess up like any future opportunity for me, but like, I just got to be real. Like, I'm tired, y'all. Like, I am tired of 
feeling this way and I'm tired of feeling like I have to go through this in order to get my dream. Especially since I've put so much effort over a long period of time to try to like make that dream happen. And it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to matter. You know, obviously my network is growing, obviously. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to live in a time and a space where us as artists and us as actors have the ability to put ourselves out there without the help of any network, without the help of any, you know, middleman. I can just showcase my talent on social media. I can just like engage with my audience like this on social media, on podcast form, on YouTube. I can just do it. I don't need anybody's permission to do it. There's so many things I'm grateful for. And, you know, sometimes I feel guilty for having these frustrations because I know that, you know, in the country that I'm originally not that well the, my background country which i visited sierra leone i know that they have it much worse over there i know that for people in third world countries it's sort of a ridiculous complaint to see somebody complain about being frustrated at their job because it's not their passion because for them it would be like well at least you have the opportunity to have a job at least you have a job at least you have a degree at least you have the ability to go look for another job if you have one. So sometimes I feel guilty for having that, but like, man, you know, I'm just over here, like looking up to the sky, like God, like, yo, like put me in coach. <laughs> I could be so much more effective if you just put me on the field, man. Like, <sighs> man. Man, like I can just remember graduating and being like, yo, school wasn't always fun for me. Having all those jobs to support myself wasn't always fun for me. Now that I've graduated, now that I've gotten this degree, let me go out here. Let me just do what I've been called to do. And it didn't work. I ended up getting a job, a job that thankfully was flexible enough so that whenever I got called in for auditions, I'd be able to get up and go. A job that allows me to pay my bills. A job that, you know, that uh, gives me everything that I need, like, you know, practically. But I didn't want to get one, like a regular job, because I knew that eventually I was just going to feel frustrated. And now I'm just like sort of like going through things with people that I'm working with that is just, it's just like sending me over the edge. And it's ironic because it came right at a time when I chose, you know what, I'm just going to be grateful to God for all things, all things that I have because I have so much and my time is coming. And now I'm just, but, and like right after that happens, I just feel like I'm just like going through another test and I might be <laughs> completely feeling it right now by venting on social media about it. But you know what? One of the things I love about this podcast, man, and one of the things that I really appreciate about y'all, about your response to the last episode is that you guys really responded to it. You guys engaged with it and it was so fulfilling for me because I just really felt like I could just put myself out there and you guys would respond to it. And there was, it was just all love. 
you know like a lot of times when people put themselves out there on social media or on podcasts or whatever it you know it, it gets responded you know with, with a lot of hate and a lot of negativity I know that I've been doing lip sync videos for a while and so like I was scared that if I put the podcast out that people would be like well why are you just stick with the lip syncs man but yo I really appreciate how you guys like responded to the last episode and um yeah man even this is therapeutic like I can feel myself in like my head just like not being so heavy with just frustration and thoughts but yeah man it's uh oof. Man, this artist life is not easy. To all my fellow artists out there, man, keep going, keep striving, man. Keep going for it, man. Like when they said it wasn't gonna be easy, they weren't lying. I didn't, I had no idea what they were talking about when they said it was gonna be hard, you're gonna feel like quitting. But man, the amount of times that I felt like quitting on my dream, it's like unbelievable, man. I never thought I would feel like stopping. I never thought that I could feel this frustration, this frustrated about the process. I never thought that. I never thought I'd be like so mad at God. I never thought that I would confront so many people who, who disappointed me or who frustrate me. I never thought that all these things were coming and 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 now just going through this i understand why when we look at artists who've made it we look at them and we're inspired that by them because because they go through so fucking much and i'm in a position where you know i grew up middle class so like i have some advantages there but like imagine like Growing up poor and still making it, man. Those peoples are those those people are like fighters and warriors, man. So, yeah, man. You know, as my girl would say, that's my TED talk for the day. Artists, man, have you ever felt like this? You know, let me know in the comments, man. Have you ever felt this frustrated about your journey? while pursuing your artistic dream. And like, let me know what are some of the difficulties you face, man, because I need it, man. I need, <laughs> even if you're not an artist, even if you're just somebody who, you just know what your purpose is, you know what your calling is on your life, and you just feel frustrated by not being able to operate in that space, let me know what that feels like from your perspective and like, you know, what you do to, um what you do to get through it, because, you know, because I, I, I need it right now, man. I need it right now, man, you know. Um, anyways, y'all, thank you for those of you who, are, who have listened to this. Thank you for those of you who have uh, watched this. And, um, yeah, man, just needed to get that out today. I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. I don't know if I'm going to try to apply for another job or um, or go about trying to being a full-time artist again or I don't know what I'm gonna do but um, yeah man you know it's all in God's hands and I'm gonna keep praying and keep expressing like how I'm feeling to him and it's all in his hands at the end of the day I know he's watching over me and protecting me 
I know that he ain't brought me this far to 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 leave me alone now. I know there's a plan, you know, but sometimes you just get frustrated with the process of, of achieving that plan. So anyways you guys, peace out.